0: Welcome to another episode of Inside City Hall, the official podcast of the city of Oregon City, where we tell you the hows, the whys, and the who's of everything happening inside your community. Today, I am talking to the Economic Development Director, James Graham. James, thanks for taking time out of the busy schedule to come in today, because honestly, you've got a lot to talk about, don't you? I have a
1: whole lot to talk about, and and strangely enough, so much to to talk about,
0: sometimes I don't have enough time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it gets, that gets difficult. But I mean, you know, one of the things about economic development is, you know, there's one aspect of what economic development does that's very visible. It's like, you know, when the new business comes or, or that type of thing. But what a lot of people don't see is the work behind the scenes, not just for those victories, but all the other programs that you're involved in. So I figured today would be a good day to kind of run down the line and kind of go over a lot of the things that economic development is, is working on right now, because we have a lot of things that are about to come to fruition, a lot of successes to celebrate, as it were. Mm, absolutely.
1: And the interesting thing about economic development, another aspect about it, is that a lot of much of economic development uh, occurs behind the scenes, and people just don't know. And sometimes we can't tell them by virtue of the fact that, we have pledged confidentiality to mm-hmm. those we're working with, particularly in developers or investors. They don't want everybody to know their business. So uh, the, what we need to do is just uh, be
0: confidential until the right time. You know, let's go into that just a tiny bit, actually. It's a really good point because it's one thing that I've noticed in all my years working with and in and, and city government is, you know, there, there's that that legal need but i mean that desire for just for open business that that city government is very has to be open you've got to be full disclosure and everything and that's how they all operate but when it comes to economic development you're not able to do that as much and as you said a lot of the investors and so forth they want that you know sense of of keeping everything private until it's ready to announce so can you kind of explain why that's so important for some of these things happening in the background that you can't give any of that information until it's ready. Why why is that and why is that so important for them?
1: The Economic Development Department of any of any city is really the closest to being a private consulting firm. And so therefore and, and a financial firm. So when you're working with someone who wants to invest money or wants to start a business, uh, they don't want their competitors to know about what's going on initially. Uh, they will people will find out, but you're sworn to confidentiality, and any good economic developer uh, who wants a relationship with the business community, and particularly new investors,
0: will uh, keep their mouth shut. <laughs> no, that's that's true. I mean, that confidentiality is key in any sort of business development, and it's something that a lot of times the public doesn't understand. And that almost seems to be a lot of what uh, uh, people in your role have to do, is constantly remind them of, the, important of the, the importance of that confidentiality and why it has to be there.
1: That's true. Now, we have a lot of uh, programs we do want people to know about, and a lot of initiatives that we do want them to know. We've done more, quite frankly, in economic development within the last three years than has been done in the last six. And I have no qualms about saying that because it's true. Uh, for instance, this is the first time uh, uh, this economic development and, and the city government has partnered with a bank or a, communi- uh, or a credit union to create a program.
0: And that's that's the grant program that that just recently was reannounced or not reannounced, but for second round, correct? Well, this is the ground. No, this is the this is the loan program. Oh, the, okay. Sorry, I get my words mixed up on that one. Yes, yeah,
1: this is a loan cre- with uh, with Bold uh, Credit Union, Community Credit Union, uh, formerly known as Clackamas Federal Credit Union. So we've created a partnership with them to provide loans to startups, only startups, and the interest rate uh, for well, it's twenty thousand dollars max. Uh, for working capital, machine equipment. But the interest is 0.5%. You can't beat it. 0.5? Five. 0.5. Wow. And you don't pay until the next year. So it's patient money. I mean, who does that? I would probably say nobody. No one. Exactly. <laughs> no one. Uh, uh, we have a, we have a micro enterprise loan uh, that is also for, it's also, it's for um, existing companies uh, who have employees, a number of employees, five or fewer. And uh, the max on that is $10,000. But it's not a loan. I said loan. it's not a loan. That's a grant.
0: Okay. so That's, that's just a grant. Everybody probably knows, but for those who may be wondering, the difference is the loan does have some repayment terms, whereas the grant is, I don't want to say free money, but there's no requirement for them to repay that back.
1: Right. There's no requirement to pay that back. We also have a program called BizPod. BizPod is a, is a new initiative where a, a group of six people who are invited. You just don't walk in. Yeah. Are, you you apply and there's a committee that decides whether or not you're really serious about starting a business and this is also primarily for young businesses zero to three years old, and uh, they can st- uh, they it's an intense six to eight week uh, course, uh, and then they get men- there's mentorship uh, a mentor beyond that uh, to to uh, help them through what they've what they uh, learned and talked about in the classroom so to speak. And then uh, they get at, at graduation, they get um, three thousand dollars to help them with their business. So, um, and there's a graduation ceremony and all
0: that, but it's only six people. It's very exclusive. It's, it's very
1: exclusive, and so that's how that design.
0: That the both of the, or actually all three of those programs actually go into a, a topic that I, I want to cover a little bit, because again, as I, I said at the beginning, when people think of economic development, they think of the big unveilings, the big ribbon cuttings of some large. Uh, you know, business, and, and, and you've had your victories in that with Advantage Credit Union relocating to Oregon City, right. but there's a lot of importance and emphasis placed on those small businesses as well, the mom-and-pops, the startups, because that really is an important part of any community's economy, correct?
1: It, it, well, yes, exactly right, but it's also particularly important for Oregon City, because we are a community of mom-and-pop stores and, and businesses, small businesses, businesses, Primarily, so when people think of economic development, they when they try to define it, most people don't even know what it is. Uh, Even those who are considered them experienced investors have no clue as to what economic development is. They will probably their definition their definition of economic development is what it's supposed to do, as opposed to what it actually is, and that's that's a difference. Uh, what they will say is well it creates jobs it helps businesses and that's all true but that's what it does i mean that's what that's what that's the end that's result the end that's result. not a, yeah but what it really is economic development is a strategic and collaborative process that creates an environment that systemic, systemically supports new investment creates and retains jobs and broadens the tax base therefore improving the quality of life of people so in essence It is a strategic, collaborative process that encourages investment. That's what
0: it is. I like that. That seems like a simple enough definition for a complex process. Yeah. One element of what economic development agencies have to deal with is, you know, people understand, you know, quality of life of a community and so forth for a business to move their um, space, obviously, for facilities. But one thing that a lot of people don't realize these businesses also look at is the workforce? If I were to move my business to your community, will I be able to find employees? And that's often a tough call for a lot of places, Oregon City included. You've come up at Economic Development. The department has come up with a fantastic program that is really seeming to garner some um, great results early with talent development, and that is Talent Ready. Correct?
1: Correct. That's Talent Ready. is is a real It's a holistic program. There are there are several barriers. Uh, uh, Keeping people from getting a job, several several barriers: alcoholism, uh, child care, uh, uh, mental issues, uh, mental health issues. I mean, there are several issues that keep that are barriers to employment.
0: Education as well would Education, be another one. Yeah,
1: of course, a lack of skill. Now, yeah. this pandemic we just went through, uh, a lot of people had a had an epiphany as to whether or not they want to keep wanted to keep doing what they were doing. A lot of people were in just in dead end jobs. We have a lot of young people in this community that I am concerned about losing if we don't provide them with an opportunity to move
0: up a brain drain a
1: brain, Yes, yeah. exactly because if they don't have the opportunity they will move out and that's just and then you, and then you're gonna be left with people who are um, maybe uh, not so young and uh, ready for retirement and then uh, what you'll have is uh, they will eventually have to pay more taxes anyway because who's going to carry who's going to carry the government? You're going to need a lot of people, young, middle-aged. Everybody has to be involved in carrying the society. So Talent Ready is designed really to help people overcome those barriers. So we've engaged a whole lot of partners, whether it's the county, the state, the feds, all these agencies to work together, eliminate as many of the silos as possible, and working with the employer. Uh, if, you, if you sign up for Talent Ready, if you were looking for a job uh, and you're between the ages of 18 and 35, uh, and you have some issues with, say, uh, job training issues, uh, we'll certainly put together, work with you to put together something that will help you with your, uh, with your skill development uh, issues.
0: So really you're creating, I, I hate to use this term because it sounds so like trite business stuff, but custom solutions that are tailored to the person's need and their goals. Right. So, you know, no two people are going to have the same experience. It's going to be basically customized to whatever they're going to need to, to reach that level that they're looking to, to hit. Exactly.
1: And we've, we've told all of our partners, it, it, it's all about the client. It's not about the bureaucracy. So uh, leave your, leave your uh, logo at the door. No one cares about your <laughs> logo. Uh, everybody cares about whether or not you are able to fulfill the mission you are supposed to fulfill and able to spend the money that you've been allocated by the taxpayers to spend it effectively. So uh, that's an important part of Talent Ready, uh, to encourage our uh, our partners to, to engage on be- each other, even, on behalf of the client, not themselves.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. As you said, it's, it's about the client, not the bureaucracy. Right. And I mean, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Government's all about bureaucracy, red tape, you know, and then that's, basically because it's forced upon us by various regulations. So to take that client-first approach and eliminate the bureaucracy as much as possible, this is probably a pretty novel solution out there. Um, not a whole lot of other communities in the area are really uh, doing anything similar to this, I would think.
1: Well, there are a lot of Alphabet Soup organizations out there, Alphabet Soup with all the acronyms out there, <laughs> doing a lot of uh, what they would call workforce development work. But uh, they will be much more impactful... If they learned how to work almost seamlessly together as opposed to, you know, worrying about getting credit for this and getting credit for that. Uh, it's important that the employer is a component of that. The private sector is employed and the private sector is luring, has been lury about engaging so, some of the agencies because um, they don't understand the, the processes that the agency wants them to go into. And quite frankly, the agencies should not take a lot of time to explain their processes because nobody wants to see how sausage is made. <laughs> so they just, want the, they just want help. And if you can help them uh, and, and be effective at it, then you will be remembered. Otherwise, you if you don't do very well and, and you lead people through some type of bureaucratic maze, you will be
0: remembered. There you go. And, I mean, as you said, it's about the credit, but uh, the, the end result will be a better workforce. Better tax receipts and so forth. So the the results will be visible.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, the young people in this community. We must keep them here. We have forty percent of our population is that, and we have a huge chunk of young people between the ages of eighteen and thirty five uh, that, that we want to make sure that we retain. And the and the main reason why they're here is because they, they can't afford Portland, and that's fine. But they do need some – they need skill development. They need help with overcoming their challenges because a lot of them are just checked out. And their parents are checked out. They don't know what to do with them. And so uh, there are some challenges there.
0: You mentioned earlier, um, you know, working with the private companies. And I think that's a great segue because there's a really big announcement about the Talent Ready program and one of the largest, if not the largest, employers in the area working together with Talent Ready to kind of take this to the next level.
1: Yeah, uh, we, uh, I can, I can truly say that in the next few days or so, we'll be able to make an announcement about that which you just mentioned. So, uh, we're pleased to announce that Providence Medical is going to be uh, is going to be partnering with Town Ready because they do need. Um, skilled employees, nurses, and uh, other technicians, and it's a challenge. Yeah, the medical industry
0: is one of the hardest hit by the the, the employment issues going on in the country. It
1: is extremely so, and there are people who are uh, trying to get into the medical industry, and they, once again, have been held back because of lack of education, lack of training, uh, and other issues, child care issues, all those kind of things. Economic access to to the education, yeah. So, yes. Uh, So... We're so we're very pleased, and they're and and, be, um, and they're the largest employer in this city. Yes, uh, they are the largest, and uh, but uh, we have uh, other smaller groups uh, that will be signing on very, very soon.
0: So, w- without going into too many of the details that, again, you know that are variable and, and maybe we can't go into, but kind of explain what this partnership is going to look like. Um, how, how does it work, and and how will it benefit? Somebody who's looking to go into one of those fields that's covered. Well, the
1: Providence Medical will tell us exactly what types of skills they're looking for, what kind of um, you know uh, in, uh, professionals they're looking for, what kind of types of positions are available, and then we will uh, identify people who are interested in working for Providence Medical, and then we will also engage the county and the, the and also the state and federal uh, partners to and also our community college and uh, and uh, Ohio, uh, Oregon State, uh, University. Uh, we engage them to be a part of the process to get those individuals, whether they are trained, whether or not they need childcare, whether or not they need transportation, whatever they need. Uh, we'll work to get them there, that, that uh, type of, um, service so they can go to work and be prepared to go to work.
0: Is this only available to Oregon city residents?
1: Yes. Okay. This is only for Oregon city residents, uh, for a little while. This is a pilot. Okay. So uh, once uh, once we're up and running and we can show the, the state government how it is actually done, then uh, we'll expand it and, and expand it to other
0: areas. So this is honestly, I mean, I, I'm going to geek out a little bit. It's pretty cool because this, this is something that I think is going to serve as a model for how a lot of other cities and counties and states Model their workforce development programs. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean exactly, and it all stemmed from child the need for childcare. I mean, childcare is interestingly enough an important component of our economic development strategy. I mean, I would have never said just six years ago, five years ago, that economic that economic development would entertain childcare as an agenda.
0: It makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it it, it was something. It, it's kind of changed how a lot of people deal with things. And I'll, I'll throw out a personal experience when. I've my wife and my family first relocated somewhere we were looking at the cost of child care and a lot of times that cost almost makes it not worth getting a job because the cost takes up almost all if not all of that salary so what's the point point? and that really stunts again the workforce and starves it of the assets that it needs to to grow.
1: Yeah, I mean, no one should blame having children. Uh, as a blame children for, for not being able to go to work. That's but uh, well, their system for that's, it. That's, yeah, uh, then we can blame. <laughs> <laughs> but we 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 do need to uh, help people identify good child uh, help them get the child care or lower the cost of child care. Whatever we can do in order to help with that issue, um, and of course training. A lot of people really want jobs that pay benefits, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and. Uh, Unfortunately, if you, they want those good jobs. They want those better-paying jobs, but they're not qualified. And there, there are lots of jobs that are, have gone wanting because simply there are no qualified people uh, to, to acquire those jobs. So uh, it's a, it, it Talent Ready seeks to address that issue as well.
0: So it's not, it's not like, I mean, you, you hear on, on some places, you know, nobody wants to work anymore, which really is not the case. It's the fact that there are so many barriers for people to get those jobs. And what Talent Ready is doing is removing those barriers.
1: Yes. It, we're seeking to remove those barriers and working with the agencies to do that. Now, Talent Ready is only one uh, entity, uh, that, uh, one, uh, one other issue, uh, one, one other program. But, uh, but there are also programs that we have been involved with and, are, and responsible for, like the Arts, the Arts Commission. yes. The Arts Commission, uh, uh, we really helped the, the City Commission establish the Arts Commission uh, to sort of celebrate and support the arts in the community. And the reason why we're doing, we're doing that because art and retail actually is a very good partnership. That's a very good partnership because people who invest in art are usually a higher income. Okay. And they spend money. And They spend money on not only on art, but they also spend money on going out to eat, and they go and, and they they do a lot of different things because art lends itself to a certain lifestyle.
0: And then there's a quality of life element to that. So, you know, when a community invests in public art, it it kind of I mean it just it just makes it a nicer place to live. It makes it nicer because you know and visit over time, your community can look tired, mm-hmm.
1: and you, you 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 sort of get blind to the oldness and the tiring and the wiltering, the wiltering of your community. You just don't see it anymore. But those who are new to it can see how the community has withered and has gotten tired. And I'm concerned about that for Oregon City.
0: Um, another element that uh, economic development is responsible for and is actually looking at making some big changes is tourism. So we're at the very beginning stages of that. So, let, But let's talk as much as we can about where that sits and what the plan is.
1: Thank you, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, it's, it's, uh, tourism and economic development uh, have been closely aligned and, and uh, it makes sense for that to happen. But now it is now time that tourism uh, is managed outside of city government by a, say, uh, a separate entity, a, a non-profit, that can uh, can run with tourism because, quite frankly, I'm very busy doing economic development, <laughs> and uh, and tourism is a is a very very young uh, startup in Oregon City. It's not has reached maturity yet, and so therefore uh, a separate entity needs to be uh, established or have a relationship. We need to establish a relationship with them because then they can devote the time and also uh, be involved with the processes as well as the politics. There is politics to, to tourism. Uh, strangely enough, uh, tourism is not all that fun. At some point. I mean, a lot of people think it's fun. It's not. But what it is, it is a way to, to open up an, uh, another industry uh, that uh, I think we have great potential in. We have a river. We have a great river. We have a great river and people take that for granted. It's mm-hmm. a great river. We have the waterfalls. Use it utilize it to uh, to create a tourism industry. I mean, without the river, Oregon City would not be here in the first place. So, I mean, that's just the truth. So, and we have other things that are just beautiful around this community that it needs to be highlighted. And uh, and uh, we have people who live here who love the outdoors, and people who move here and people who visit here that would love to really experience what Oregon City has to offer. So a private uh, nonprofit or nonprofit can really, think, help focus uh, their attention on uh, propelling our industry, that industry forward.
0: All right. I don't think I can top anything on top of that. I think we kind of got that. <laughs> you said that quite well. So are there any other initiatives or, or uh, projects or successes coming up for economic development that you want people to know about? Well,
1: another one of those strange programs that we seem to be associated with is, the, uh, not strange programs, but strange connections, uh, is the Metro Enhancement Grant. I mean, we have just uh, approved. I believe it was something like fourteen. Uh,
0: fourteen It was thirteen grants that were. Approved. Oh yeah, thirteen. Thirteen yeah. grants, if I remember right, and then two more that got that extension. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars have been was given uh, to uh, nonprofits to do everything, all these good things in the community, from teaching people how to. Um, how to uh, get away from the, I mean, not teaching, but sort of getting people off of drugs to uh, working with non-profit, work with people who are trying to help people, uh, young people, um, play musical instruments or uh, do different types of things. But uh, it's a huge range of quality of life, public service things that these entities do uh, in the community. And we just wanted to to make sure we provide them with resources to help them with a big mission,
0: small budget, <laughs> right? Yeah, that and that that really covers it. How so many of these nonprofits operate is big missions, big goals, big visions, itty bitty budgets. Itty um, But one of the great things about that, you know, nothing's more fun than spending other people's money, mm-hmm. and that's the case when it comes to these grant programs because that is not money that comes out of Oregon City's budget, yeah. but as the name implies, Metro Enhancement Grant. That money comes from. Metro. Right.
1: Uh, We we get a certain we get a percentage of the uh, of the fee from the dumping fees the dumping fees and so we use that money uh, to provide grant funding to these variety of five hundred one c threes and nonprofits and and neighborhood associations too to do the good work that they do uh, because without it it'll be much more challenging.
0: I I think that uh, encapsulates it very well right there. Is this one of those things we're all in this together economic development, working with so many of the other uh, community organizations, nonprofits, uh, other governments, all to improve the quality of life of Oregon City. Another program, uh, this is one that I think a lot of people uh, haven't heard of yet, so this is going to be one we get to kind of sing the praises of too as well, is the Ombudsman Program. And I think that may be the first time I've said that word. It's not very easy to pronounce. I'm going to have to practice that. Um, Explain to us what the Ombudsman Program is. It is is
1: a a system or a way, I should say, a way that the government and its citizens talk to each other and solve problems together, particularly the business community. Because a lot of developers and a lot of investors, when they want to build a building and they want to do something like that in Oregon City, unfortunately, some people have a tendency to do things without the proper permitting and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> and so the, the this program is to really uh, help uh, with that education and communication process between the government and those who want to invest here. So in other words, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, helping people troubleshoot. And so providing also some educational resources so that you know what you're doing
0: before you do it. And kind of know- removing that adversarial aspect that so often... Pops up in these types of situations.
1: Absolutely, and it's a way to create a more business-friendly
0: relationship between the business community and its government. So, when uh, how how is that uh, going to look? When is that taking place and or kicking off? I guess we can say.
1: Well, that will be kicking off. Uh, you know, the end of our fiscal year is June thirtieth of this year, so it will begin earnestly uh, at the at the in the in the next in the first ninety days of our new fiscal year, which starts in
0: July. So we're talking imminent here.
1: Yeah, very imminent, but certainly within the f- first 90 days of the new fiscal year. I can't give you a specific date yet because we're still developing developing the, the initiative as we speak. But it is important that we create a business-friendly relationship with the business community and, and the Oregon City uh,
0: government. Well, it sounds like to me that may be the topic of a future podcast where we focus solely on the ombudsman program as once we kick that off. So that... That looks to be something pretty exciting for our community as well.
1: Yes, that, that will be very exciting.
0: Well, as we intimated, James is a busy man. There's a lot going on in economic development, as you heard. So we're going to cut this off now. But James, thank you for taking the time to come into the podcast today. I appreciate that. My pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you for listening to Inside City Hall. We'll talk to you next time.